Hey, it is good to bless the Lord. Amen. Would you let just lift your your right hand and just wave to the Lord? We have much to thank you for, our Father. We have much to express our gratitude for. Because of all of your goodness and kindness, because of your eternal salvation and the power of the Holy Ghost and the gospel of Jesus Christ, to you be the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Touch us by your word and teach us to walk worthy of you all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, this generation can only be saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is no solution. Nothing can change the way the world is going And the systems that are being projected. It takes only the power of God. And this morning, in the short moment of time that I bring in the word of God as inspired by the Lord. That I just want you to become an agent of change by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. In Romans chapter 1, verse 14 to 17. I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. It's okay, I got it. Let's continue. So as much as is in me, take note of the word, as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first, and also for the Greek. Finally, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Brethren, I want us to rise up. That's the reason for which today those who know us saw that there was a change in our program. We wanted everybody to go out there, those first service and second service people who came early. People who have never witnessed to anybody, we just wanted you to know that it is not difficult to preach. Praise the Lord. So, when the Lord spoke to us in the beginning of the year and said we should not be ashamed 
of the gospel of Jesus, our Sunday school department took it up. And they sought for a day where they would let everybody in Sunday school go out there and to bring the gospel to somebody. And it happened to be today when you came in to be with us. But in this short moment of time, I want to bring something very crucial to us in a short moment of time. You see, the man who wrote this, Paul, who by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit spoke this in the verse number 14. The Bible says, I am a debtor to both the Greeks and the barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. Where is that man? He is in heaven. So, he was used to bring a word to him and to us. So, this word is still living very much. And so, it simply means, then it's the same man who's standing here. I'm a debtor to everyone who comes my way. Because everybody is a sinner. And everybody is destined to go to hell. The only way by which any man can be free from the influence of darkness. And to be free from the domination that is to be revealed. Is when somebody has taken the responsibility to speak to that individual. And so, on this short occasion of the sermon that I say, you have become a debtor to your generation. Praise the Lord. I beg you. The church of Jesus seemed to be losing this matter. But if we sit and we were to seriously consider it will be so clear to us that life is just so short. We are passing through it. Very soon we will thank God for the one year that our dear sister has gone to be with the Lord. We can't see her anymore. But if Barbara did not believe, if Barbara was not committed and was, in fact, if she was not told about the gospel. And if she had not responded to it. Today. Barbara may not be here. With us. But definitely she would have been somewhere. Somewhere that she will never die. Somewhere that worms. According to scripture. And fire. Will be eating you up. But because she believed, because she surrendered, because somebody told, either when she was at school or one and one, the truth is that she bumped into somebody's life, either through the church, whatever, by whatever means, 
she gave in. She took the mantle of salvation. And she decided to stay with the Lord. And so you see that life is short. Life is just too short. It was just a year ago that I heard this sad news. And one year has just come. And so, I want everybody who is born again and is saved to understand that there is a bigger responsibility placed on our lives that I think is about time we paid attention to do equal. In the days of this man, when the Holy Spirit through him had spoken like this, when he said, I'm a debtor, now he's no more, so we could have easily thanked God that is the word of God. Because if it were not the fact that this is the word of God, and it was maybe a Quran, it would be dead. This is the word of God. And so if Paul is not dead, there is a, then it's a sermon. There is an Irene. There is Mama McCready. There is Auntie Eleonora. What does that mean? It means that all these names, plus your name, you are debtors to our generation. Praise the Lord. I mean, the system of the world has entered into the church to the extent that what should be the focus of the church has been shifted. I look at Jesus, I look at Paul, I look at the disciples and the apostles. They live such that everybody who came their way was not spared with the gospel. They live such that they preach to everybody because for them, it is better not to be in existence than to be in existence and never be told that Jesus saves. That's why he said, I'm a debtor. In other words, if I don't preach, the generation is in trouble. And I'm not asking you to be like the ministers. No. I want you to occupy your little place God has given to you. If it is your office. Your secretary. Or even if you are the secretary, take up your responsibility that the people who come to you, they will hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because in it, the power of God is revealed. The righteousness of God comes out. And so everybody must become someone that when people bump into you, they cannot die in their sins. Hallelujah. This is the focus of the church. And this man just fulfilled his mission so much. To the extent that one day when he was ready to leave. And he decided to go through all the places that he has preached. He got to Ephesians. And he called the elders because it was at the harbor. The ship was waiting and then he said go and call me the elders. And when the elders came, he spoke many things. But one of the things that he said that touched my heart. He said, when I came to your city, Ephesus, 
I preach to everyone. As much as lies within me, I moved house to house. I stood in the public places. I preach repentance, the fear of the Lord unto all people. And today I testify before you, no man's blood will be required from my hands. When I heard that, then I knew that, you know, anybody who comes to me must never be spared with the gospel. Praise the Lord. You know, church don't talk about this. Church doesn't mind talking about ten reasons why you must prosper. And in this prosperity, you will die and leave it behind. But if eternal life is given to someone, that individual will meet you in heaven and will say, thank you for telling me the truth. Church, I plead. We are throwing away what has been committed into our hands. You see, in the verse number 15, he said, so as much as is in me, as much as it's in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. As much as it's in me, the only place I have seen, when it, it's from the Bible. Whenever you as a sinner, you know, I mean, I, I know how it is because I was a very bad sinner. I was not an ordinary sinner. I was a bad sinner. Some people can be raised by very good parents. But even with that, you, you are not, the parents are not exposed to all the secret things. Now that I'm a pastor, I have come to see that your daughter must be looking wonderful. But she's not wonderful. Your son may be looking great. And you can testify about your son. Oh, Who told you that? If your Oba is chasing another Obama, will he come and tell you, knowing that people from at these things, they will not come. They will not come. After the first service, I met with the first timers briefly. I don't know what I said. There was a lady. Tears were falling down. And then she said, can I talk to you? So I knew it had to be a private conversation. I took her up to my office. Ah. The things that she said that she needed help from. Brethren, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. I just said to you, I was not an ordinary human being. I was a very bad boy. Those of you in this church, I have said a lot. What is it that I didn't know how to do? Today when I preach, you may even wish, oh, I'm like this man. You never knew my beginning. But the only thing that broke the power and the influences of Satan was when I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ 
I was a small boy of seven, 12 years. I knew everything. And I did everything. On the platform, Abraham DeLove. Preaching Kumasi Jackson Park. I looked to my left and right and said, why is he talking about me? Why? Why is this man talking about me? Meanwhile, I was a very good Anglican boy. I'll follow my grandmother. I'll just... My church was a very big church. Kumasi Infantino, you know it. They have this little groove in the wall. When you put your hand in, you first must put your hand in and do this. That's when my holiness will come. Now enter, sit quietly. I never heard anything to tell you the truth. So when I get out of the church, all the ideas to work for Satan was at work. I did that continuously. Until there was a noise in the street to say there's going to be a crusade. Da, 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 da. I said, okay, let me go and stand there. And then when this man came and preached, everything that was hidden was open. And then I cried and said, what is this? And the man said, anybody who doesn't like his life, the sort of things he does, let him run to me. I know that I was, I must be, has been a small, I ran to the altar. And I gave my life to Jesus. Just after that, Assemblies of God, pastor who has been fighting my Anglican school to give him a platform to come and preach, Reverend Opuni, Kumasi Akwetialai. He too came finally, Assemblies of God, uh, St. Cyprian School said, it's okay, you come and preach. Friday, our service, the man came to preach. I broke down again and I had to give my life to Jesus. Then that was when I realized that I was no good. Then the man said, come to church. I started going to church. There was something called new convert class. I didn't even know how to open Bible. I went and sat there. Anytime we had this new convert class, the Bible was talking about me. Anytime the Bible didn't cover my anything. Then I said no. Through it. Then I realized that this Jesus. You know. Brethren. This Jesus. He has saved a sinner. And I am a chief. And I thank God. This is why the church must preach you. This is why I am a debtor. In your office. You may have secretary. Please. You have never opened your mouth. The Bible said that as much as, as much as is in me, the Jesus in you must be spoken out. The Jesus in you, he must be spoken out. As much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome. What does that mean? It means that anybody who comes your way must be saved. We went to Takrati last week to see the church and 
few other things baptized them. We drove to where we're going to have the baptism, nice place, very early. The only person we met was the security. Of course, when he saw us, it was a VRA clubhouse, wonderful. We were too early for him, so he said, what is your mission? We told him, we told him our mission. Our mission is to preach to you. And then we said we will be baptizing people here. I just want believers to come to this understanding that anybody God sends your way is your target. Hallelujah. If somebody is working in your office for all these years, you have not spoken to him. May you note that this individual is your target, sent by God. Never spare any man who comes your way. The first thing, if somebody even sends somebody, I think somebody years ago, we were in the office and some, I don't know, Reverend Bimpon was in the office and somebody sent some paper, some financial, something. Immediately he, immediately he grabbed the man. Uh, you are bringing me this, I am also bringing you this. If we do this, it won't take long. The revival of God will break out. We need to do this. And I'm careful about this because one of the things that I fear most is one day to stand and be told, Dennis, I sent you this man that you may gospel him, but instead... You got into all kinds of things. And you never told him the truth. And he didn't get saved. Then God will just do me like this. And I will see that person in hell. Ah, may his blood never be required from me. So I want to encourage every believer. You must know the word of God. And you must not spare. At least preach it. The Bible is able to defend itself. One of the things I have found about the word of God. It speaks for itself. Because the words are spirits and they are life. I mean I don't. It, I'm not disturbed at all. Because I, I've seen too many of that. I've seen somebody will just sit in church and he say. Why did you talk about me? I didn't but the gospel did. Because it reveals the secret things of life. The gospel will let you come out. Because it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Passing and piercing. Some things that you can't talk about, the gospel will address it. As the person is hearing, it is coming. Like I said to you, this, I don't know what I said. This girl was in tears, broken. I said, I need help. I said, you can be helped. You can be helped. Too many people have been helped. And God will not leave you behind. Praise the Lord. 
Because it takes the power. Because you see, the preaching of the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Once you preach it, it will do the things it ought to do. In Acts chapter 20 verse 26, when this brother had met the elders, something he said that I love and I'm afraid and I, it encourages me and it, it, it does everything. He says, he has said so many things, but this side he said, therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. Before then, he said, you saw me. I went from house to house to talk about Jesus. In your public places, I stood up. I preached about Jesus. As far as lies within me, I have said what I have to. And I thank my God that if any of you should refuse to follow this Jesus, your blood will never be required from my hands. This tells me that I will not be judged by the people now you deal with in your office. No, I won't. Their blood will be required from you. The people that I deal with, if I spare them, their blood will be required. So in your territory, if I may ask you, I plead that be responsible to make sure you preach. You know, people don't mind having to give money. It's okay to church. But may I tell you that as you want to even help, there is still your small place that God has given to you. Be effective over there. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, as I come to a close, verse number 16 and 17. I love what he said. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. Necessity is laid on me. Yes, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. Woe is me. Woe is anybody who has become a child of God. Why? Because you have become a minister of reconciliation. Whenever you get saved, God asks the gift of preaching and sharing to it. That's why he said, if any man be in Christ, is a new creation. The old things are gone. Behold, all things have become new. Who, through Christ, reconciled the world to himself and now has made us ministers of reconciliation. Every one of us can preach. It is very simple. So simple. Hmm. You have preached. You have preached. You can only ask what I told you you understand. 
And the person will say, yes. What do you understand about it? Oh, I want to live right. He said, that's not what I'm talking about. I want you to encounter Jesus. And as soon as that person yields, the rest is in the hands of God. Then you can encourage him to continue. And so as I come to a close, please don't be a believer who says, I cannot. I didn't want to touch verses today because by the grace of God, I knew that if I did, I won't make the time. But I just want us to know, every one of us has the ability by the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel. So please, wherever you are, if you are also here, you don't know Jesus, I want to tell you, today, God himself has witnessed that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If you give your life to him, he will transform you and you will also become an instrument in his hands. At the close of the service, if you say, I want to know Jesus, I'll be here. Walk to me. It will tell me that you are serious and then I will explain further. But I pray that we will rise up as a church representing heaven, making sure that everybody gets saved. Amen. Shall we pray? Our Father, we pray to you in the name of Jesus. We ask, O Lord, that understanding will come to us concerning you having made us debtors to this generation. Lord, we pray that the eyes of our understanding will be open to this truth so that you will have worthy servants of yours everywhere, on the job, at schools, at homes, in our neighborhood. We will not spare. We, will, we must be ready, as the man said, as much as lies within me. I pray that this understanding will come in a manner that this will be our first words to anyone you send our way. Do you know the man Jesus? And that we may present him to everyone. We thank you for the outing experience the brethren had. Lord, I just pray that it will be the beginning of being hungry for souls. That we may bring them to the eternal hope of your salvation. We bless you and thank you for this hour. For hearing us in Jesus name. Amen.